and sharks and all different flavors. Come along with us. Let's meet. Hello, I'm Tanya. Sarah and I spoke with Matt in the beer garden at Percy Flint's. Matt and his mates bonded over a beer or two in a backyard shed and formed the namesake brewing company of South Fremantle. Matt spoke of a special connection to Fremantle. He relishes the local community and knows how beer can bring people together. So grab a beer and let's meet the neighbours. The Session Indian Pale Ale. So it's a 4% beer. So quite amber in colour. Um, so yeah, being a lower alcohol beer, it's quite easy to drink, it's very crisp. Um, so it's quite good for, for people, especially to come out to dinner and have uh, one or two beers. Um, yeah, so it's it's quite an easy drinking beer, and hence the name Session, Session IPA. So we launched our beer here, that was in November last year, I think. I think it was November. Um, yeah, so that was... We've got, basically just got the one beer, that's four friends have sort of started, we all sort of still work full time and um, we're getting the beer brewed at a brewery down in Mandra, Three Rivers Brewing. And, uh, and yeah, is we the had plan a... to retire on it? Or? <laughs> the moment it's a non-profit brewery, so <laughs> I don't think we're anytime soon going to make any money out of it, but I don't think that was really the, the idea at the start, the idea was really just to, the idea was to get our own beer, which we homebrewed, and which we really liked, into a pub that we could go down to the pub and drink at our local pub. So, so did that, you all homebrew together? Uh, yeah, there was about, there was, I guess originally there was um, six of us started the company, and yeah, we all sort of used to homebrew together, and one of them was my friend Matt, he's living on King William Street, I was still brew with him as well, but he's sort of dropped out of the company now, he's just too busy with two kids, and still works as well so um, yeah so that was kind of where it started we've sort of been brewing together for three or four years and won a couple of competitions and then we thought you know why why don't we try and get this onto a, into a bar you know that was the original plan and then it kind of developed a bit from there and so now we've just set up just set up the business in the last couple of weeks and uh, now to apply for licenses and, and then potentially look at longer term whether the, goes into a premises or whether we continue to use a contract brewer all that sort of stuff so and are the competitions stiff there's a lot of competition <laughs> yeah there's there is a lot of breweries in Perth in WA I think there's now I think close to 60 in WA so and when the day we launched this beer which consequently we launched the brewery at the same time in terms of our brand three other breweries in WA relaunched that same day. So that was um, Other Side Brewery, it was also based in Fremantle. Um, I think King Brew, um, like another company called Brewed by Beards. <laughs> and uh, another brewery in Albany, um, Wilson Brewing in Albany. I think they all released in the same day, all launched in the same day. I think there's still enough demand and it's an increasing demand for you know, people becoming more educated about beer and about particularly matching with food and, and drinking it more like wine rather than the sort of big, you know, large amounts of drinking. It's more sort of drinking for flavour and and um, people are really looking for that different taste and that different flavour. The chef <laughs> was actually working on a bit of a few um, pairings of these 
Um, I'd I'd probably say um, maybe a, a marinated chicken, um, something like ter like teriyaki chicken, but also maybe look some like a light light meat. Well, originally it started with this beer because we won a competition with this beer, um, and that was. I think that was around June last year, and we thought we were actually driving back to the, from the competition. And we thought my friend Pete, who was originally involved in the company, he's actually now moved back to Queensland. Um, he was one that raised it. Said the idea of wouldn't it be great to have this beer on our local bar, and we could go down and drink it. And we're like, yeah, that'd be pretty good. How do you do that? It's like, well, you have to start a brewery to do that, or you have to get someone to brew it to do that. Um, so yeah, we kind of, and then over the next, um, over the next five, six months, five months, we kind of rang around. We we looked at different breweries, and in terms of we couldn't just start our own brewery because that's that's a two or three year process in terms of setting up a brewery. Um, so then it was a matter of ringing around to see what breweries would actually brew it for us. And that's where we came across Mark Rivers in Manjo, who runs Three, Three Rivers Brewing. And he was really helpful. Um, he was very keen, really liked the idea of what we were doing, and um, sort of gave us a lot of education in terms of how, not in terms of just how it's brewed, but in terms of how everything will need to be packaged, a bit about the, about our, um, brand design and things like that and then the rest of it pretty pretty much did ourselves all the brand designing and everything we did ourselves marketing website um, Facebook page all that sort of stuff um, and then organizing events with these guys looking for a place um, to launch and all this sort of stuff and that's where we came across Percy Flint's um, and we thought it kind of matched our brand being small um, they were fairly new as well they actually just had their one year anniversary a couple of weeks ago which we, we organized a few djs and things for which is good um but yeah it kind of matched our brand so that's all those kind of things we did over sort of the f sort of five months or so and then launched launched the beer from there um so yeah it was actually quite a quite a good success the launch even though it was raining and um i think we sold six kegs in in five hours so it was, it was pretty good the main connection I have to South Fremantle. My great granddad um, used to live in Fremantle and he used to own the South Beach bathing sheds early 1900s and I'm named after him. So yeah, he owned that and, and he sold that and moved to the northeast wheat belt and bought a farm and so consequently we all became farmers after that. And there's a photo by Izzy Erloff, who's a famous photographer around Frio his book and there's a photo of the bathing shed with MJ Field which is my initials so <laughs> big jetty and diving boards and everything big high diving the boards. train going down there yeah the train come everyone come down from Midland and Perth down to uh, South Fremantle for the mm. day yeah and some some of the photos there's a big crowd there yeah yeah mm. people go down on a Saturday or Sunday it's nice and hot I, I really like the fact of that Fremantle being <clears throat> a real community atmosphere um, compared to anywhere else in Perth, really. Um, I mean, I've lived in, before, but living in Fremantle, I lived sort of around North Perth, 
um, Subiaco, Shenton Park, those sort of regions when I was at uni and then a bit further after that. But um, yeah, I think living in Fremantle is just the community you don't get here, you, you get here, you don't really get anywhere else. Um, <clears throat> not that I've experienced anyway. There's a certain amount of community events. Um, there's a bit more of a, an alternative feel as well. Um, I guess people gravitate towards Fremantle as a, as a, as a focal point, whereas other, other areas around, around Perth, it's not so much a focal point because things are, things are so spread out and the only real focal point is the shopping centre, which I think lacks very little community at all. Some of them no are quite soulless, yeah. Um, and I think that with a with a focal point like Fremantle, you, you're able to find meeting places. You're able to find you know things like the art centre and and the beach and things that are not necessarily a commercial business like a pub or a cafe or a restaurant, but areas within that within that community that people go and meet and, and particularly South Beach. I mean summer it's almost like every second weekend I'm there hanging out with people and people playing music and slack lining and going swimming and whatever so and having that kind of area or Bathers Beach or the Art Centre or King Square or anything like that there's different places within Fremantle that people can come together and congregate and meet people from um, all around the world and that's probably another aspect of Freeman that I really like is the cosmopolitan aspect and you know a lot of my friends I mean I go I might go to a party and be the token Aussie you know I've got a lot of South American friends particularly from Chile um, French German you know, English Irish a lot of Irish um, so it's, it's having that cosmopolitan feel within Fremantle as well which is really which is really good because you'll constantly meet someone fairly new um, if you go out to a barbecue or you go down the beach and um, people are very open to meeting and chatting and then that's where you kind of you find different ideas and you make new connections and that's it's a lot harder to do to be honest in, in a lot of part, other parts of Perth even when you go out to a, a pub or a club or anything like that um, there is a certain clicky element that you get with particularly younger people but not so even people in their 30s and 40s they get their little groups and they like to stay in those little groups and to meet new people is somehow sometimes a bit difficult and I find in Fremantle that's very easy to do it's very easy to meet new people and uh, I really like that about it who is South Fremantle Brewing? Well, I'm Matt Field um, I'm an environmental scientist I work as a project, project manager for a an environmental contractor so all the tree planting weed spraying all that sort of stuff that's what we do um, Graham Rico he's a he is a chemical engineer so he works fly and fly out Mark Cornish works as a project manager for Landcorp um, in the city um, Eamon Barnes uh, works I don't know the exact title he's I think it's a chemical engineer, I'd have to check, but he works in um, commission, building commissioning uh, hospital theatres, so he's currently working on some of the biggest 
hospitals around around the state. So we all still work full time, so it's it's quite busy getting getting this up and running and keeping our sales going. Yeah. Do you have to do much sort of marketing yourselves? Yeah, yeah. So we do all the marketing um, and all the sales. Going out to pubs. Yeah, going out to pubs, t- giving samples over, talking about the beer, and then and then hopefully try and convince them to to buy a keg or two. Um, and then, yeah, and then try and follow that up, and then try and get out there, and that's that takes time. <coughs> and that's sometimes hard because we, all, as I say, we all work full time, and then trying to catch bar managers at the right time <coughs> is even harder. So, um, yeah, it's always a bit of a challenge to try and get our beer out there, but it's slowly happening. And that's why we, it's kind of a bit of a slow burn with this sort of thing. It's people get a bit more of a name, and oh yeah, I've heard of you before, and. So that's, I think that just takes time. Eamon's probably our sort of social media person. He's quite savvy with um, sort of websites and Facebook and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. He's sort of handled more of that. But I think from Mark, yeah, and then he's, him and Mark um, worked on the logo, um, and produced t-shirts and caps and things like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's, they didn't have any experience in that, by the way, they had no zero experience in marketing or or anything like that. So it's been a real learning curve for all of us really. Um, so yeah, they just kind of had a few ideas for the logo and then worked on a few things and um, as I say, had no experience in using any kind of graphic design software. So I had to teach them, they had to teach themselves how to use that and had a little bit of help, but um, we had no outside kind of expertise that was involved in it, so yeah, they kind of taught, e- taught each other how to do that and produce produce the logo and then, then sort of produce the website and Facebook and in- Instagram stuff as well. So, But then I guess the, the overall marketing in terms of the sales marketing, going out and speaking to everyone at the bars and everything, that's kind of all our, all our jobs. Another one of those learning curves is, is the financial side of it, um, but also setting up the business, all the actual legal business. Uh, Mark's probably been taking, Mark Cornish has been taking a lot of that, is, is getting all the documentation together and setting up all the businesses and how to structure it, and, and then looking at the financial management side of it as well. Another aspect of it is applying for licenses through liquor and gaming. So we're applying for our wholesaling license and that is a long-winded process that you have to get right first time. Otherwise you can't reapply for three years, so we're going through that at the moment as well and making sure every I and every T is crossed. How long were you brewing before you decided to take it more seriously? Um, Probably been brewing for around, or all grain brewing, probably around four or five years. Just in someone's shed? Yeah, in my friend Matt's shed, it's just around the corner. Uh, we're in his shed in King William Street. Um, so yeah, we've been brewing there for, for around four years. Um, before that I used to brew at university, but with like, with kit kit brewing, with your, with your can and stuff like that. You wouldn't want to ever drink the stuff that I used to brew then. <laughs> But yeah, myself and Matt and then a few others, Pete and a few other guys have been brewing together for around three or four years. Um, so yeah, it's just a 
constant process of improving and experimenting and learning from this, some mistakes and, and sometimes the mistakes are a, a good uh, a good outcome sometimes in brewing and I think a lot of brewers would tell you that and then you sometimes the best beers are, sometimes <laughs> the best beers are the mistakes that you make and you're like wow that's different how did I do that <laughs> yeah how did I do that <laughs> and then try and replicate it how much do you have made in one um, so Mark makes 850 litre batches um, at Three Rivers so yeah, making 16 to 17 kegs in each batch and then depending on what we have on that might take us two to four weeks to two to sometimes longer to get rid of over summer it was, comes a bit quicker with things like the beer fest and, and several events that we've held here as well we have a brewing program that i use as a home brewer um, and so when i produce that recipe i have that in that brewing program that can then be given to the brewer and just upscaled um, and so and there'll be slight variations that, that they would make depending on their system and how their system works compared to my system and so that's what we had to do for this beer so we, we kind of had to play a little bit with the recipe to match into the system that Mark Rivers brews with um, compared to the system that I have as a home brewer um, and so yeah, you take that recipe out of this computer program and you give it to him and he'll basically upscale all those, all those ingredients, um, you know, make sure the temperatures and everything are the same and all that sort of stuff. So that's how we kind of do it. Um, and it, yeah, it seemed to work pretty well uh, the first time. I think we, the first batch we did, we changed it slightly from after the first batch and then the second batch was really good. We got really positive feedback from everything. So we didn't bother changing it again. Okay, perfect. So that's quite good if you can do that. So does the program tell you the quantities and things? Yeah, so it's a program called Beersmith. Um, there's several programs around um, brewing programs and it has the quantities of grain, the quantities of water, hops, yeast, but also the temperatures and, and everything like that. And it's it's quite, it's actually really good. Um, it takes away some of the mystique though, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes away. <laughs> but what it does do is it is enable people to accurately and consistently brew the same recipe and that's what we were able to do we we probably went through 20 or 30 different so do you think that's significant of that same beer before we really were happy with the style that we wanted you think that's played a part in there being so many brewers uh maybe yeah i think i think i think brewing is becoming a lot easier and it's and it's becoming cheaper um you know there's a lot more brew shops out there there's there's a lot more supplies of brewing equipment there's there's um but also there's a lot more information and there's a lot more information online whereas before you would have had to buy you know a number of books and read them whereas now you can you can go onto a website like aussiehomebrewer.com and find information as to how to brew or what yeast to use for this beer or what you know what specialty grain to use for this stout or something like that and that can you know, rather than back in the days, that would have had to evolve through brewing clubs, home trial brewing and clubs error. and trial and error, whereas now you can go onto the internet and, and search, you know, ingredients, all different types of ingredients, different types of methods that people are using all over the world and all over Australia. So it's, you know, that sort of information is just, you know, producing a bit of an explosion in home brewing and then consequently, 
uh, craft brewing as well that's also got to do with people's changing you know changing opinion of beer where can we buy a south Fremantle brewing beer this chats in high street, high street. Um, and pepper bar in Applecross. I'm not sure if we're still on at Rodney's Bait and Tackle. We've, we've also been over the road here at the local um, and uh, a few places in the city, Mount Lawley. So, yeah, it's been, been sort of most of those sort of pubs you, you get on one or two kegs, that they'll have a rotating tap. And so they generally like to try lots of new beers, so you might get on and have, get, sell them one or two kegs and then they'll use that keg up and then move on to something else. Um, but it's good, yeah, some of those pubs will keep coming back to us, like Miss, Miss Chats have been good, they keep coming back to us. Um, actually, we've also been selling to the Cottesloe Surf Life Saving Club, it's good, They've been, they like it down there as well. Mid to long term, looking at a core range of, say, six or seven beers. Um, so at the moment I'm working on a, on a stronger IPA recipe, so like a six to six and a half percent IPA recipe. Uh, also working on a stout and then looking at also perfecting this Russian Imperial Stout that I won the award for. That's a bit more of a boutique kind of sort of Russian Imperial Stout. It's quite expensive to make um, and it's something you more try and put into bottles and cellar and sell as more of a boutique kind of beer. So sort of discussing how how those things work but then um, I guess probably we're hoping by spring having two more recipes out um, so hopefully an IPA at least and then maybe a stout or something else. I don't think anyone that gets into the brewing industry thinks they're going to be a millionaire so uh, I don't think that I can't remember the last time I would have heard anyone say I want to get a become a brewer and make millions of dollars Thing that's ever been told but you know who knows I mean you look at the success of obviously people like Little Creatures but then more recently um, Pirate Life um, are now doing huge things um, you know Feral Brewery, Nail Brewery, Gage Roads have now sort of turned their business around and now focusing real on a real craft range and they're doing great things as well so yeah who knows who knows the um, you know, how profitable it is, but uh, <laughs> we'll wait and see as to whether we actually make any money out of it yet. Oh, those people that we pass in the street, you see them at the shops and down at the beach. They're all different shapes and all different flavours. Come along with us, let's meet the neighbours. There's a lady in red walking with her mates, talking and laughing, and they'll never be late. There's a mother and a baby with the dog on a bike Flying down the road Oh, what a sight The lovely old lady has a rest on the bench Straight across the road on the way to the beach She's always got time for a smile and a chat All the dogs love her Cause she'll give them a pet Who are those people that we pass in the street? See them at the shops and down at the beach. They're all different shapes and all different flavours. Come along with us. Let's meet the neighbours. Let's meet.